The Boston Bruins will no doubt be pushed hard in practice on Wednesday after a very disappointing effort against the Toronto Maple Leafs last night, losing 6-4 in one of the worst games that they've played in recent months by far. We're going to talk about what happened on the ice, including Taylor Hall on Labushkin and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, March 30th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms, as well as on YouTube, so please do subscribe. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feeds for you to download, listen, and enjoy. We're already at the end of a... Uh, record high month for downloads here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. And uh, I can't thank you all enough for uh, tuning in, joining the conversation, and becoming part of this podcast's community. You can uh, further do so by following the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. Now, yesterday I talked about a brief history of the Toronto Maple Leafs-Boston Bruins rivalry heading into last night's game against the uh, against the Leafs at TD Garden. And uh, entertainment value last night didn't really disappoint. Same in terms of talking points and just continuing to fuel that rivalry. A lot of that came from uh, some questionable play, questionable calls on the ice, and some crazy reactions on Twitter as a result. Uh, But first, we're going to talk about the actual game. You know, the Bruins have been playing so well as of late. They came into that game... On a 14-2-1 run. And again, last night's effort, especially in the first and second period, just as poor as I've seen from this team in quite some time. Uh, They just looked very sloppy, unable to clear the zone, giving up a lot of odd man rushes, even a 2-on-0 rush off uh, turnover from Hampus Lindholm at the blue line. Not very crisp at all, and the Maple Leafs certainly took advantage, racking up a 6-1 lead that would eventually uh, come down to 6-4, to but still very much dominant in Toronto's favor. The Bruins, again, I don't want to take anything away from the Leafs. They were able to finish, but uh, 
the Bruins surrendered five straight goals, faced a 6-2 deficit after 40 minutes, and that stretch was one of the sloppiest in weeks as they struggled to match Boston's skill, or sorry, Toronto's skill and speed. And Bruce Cassidy kind of echoing my feelings after the game. He said, you hope it's a one-off. We've been going pretty well. The guys were trying to work their way back in the game, whereas early in the year, uh, you know, he wasn't sure if they got feeling sorry for themselves or dead of themselves, but they weren't able to show that resolve, that fight, and uh, they're now well beyond that, which is encouraging to see. Uh, they were working back to it, trying to get back to their game. Some guys got frustrated with some calls, took themselves out of the right mindset, you have to work through that. It's a loss, a home loss. The Leafs clearly better than the Bruins. Uh, a team they'll play one more time in the regular season. A team they might play in the playoffs. So it's disappointing in that regard that they weren't able to get themselves primed for it and come out, uh, you know, guns blazing. They'll have to work today, see how they respond tomorrow night against the New Jersey Devils. Um, puck management was a huge issue for the Boston Bruins last night. Uh, an unexpected development. Again, I point to that Lindholm uh, turnover. You have to take care of the puck. Cassidy said they didn't do enough of that early on. Uh, they weren't prepared to play. It's a shared responsibility between the players and the coaches. Um, and really... Overall, it is an anomaly. Um, it's not how they have been playing as of late. Um, Charlie McAvoy said, when a game is out of sight like that, it's about maintaining good habits, building towards the next game. Anything can happen. They got within striking dis distance, um, which is encouraging. You know, they didn't let the negatives snowball. Um just said, let's get back to playing our game, find something we can feel good about, and today at practice, they'll take a dive into it, see where they went wrong, and uh, hope, hopefully they'll be all right. Uh, you know, the Bruins did score three straight goals to make things somewhat interesting. Jake DeBrusque, Curtis Lazar, and Taylor Hall um, got the goalie pulled with 222 in regulation. Um, but couldn't uh, get all the way back, uh, unfortunately. Now, Jeremy Swayman allowed six goals on 25 shots. He was pulled in favor of Linus Allmark, uh, who turned away all seven shots faced in the third. It'll be interesting to see if they go right back with Swayman to try to get his confidence back up, or if... They'll go with Olmark tomorrow night against the New Jersey Devils. Reminder that uh, Tuka Rask will be honored prior to that game. Now my takeaway from all this, I've tried to make a concerted effort over the past few years not to get too worked up over regular season games. At the end of the day, it's a Tuesday night in March, uh, and a game to learn from, take some positives, and hope that it doesn't repeat itself in the postseason. 
I guess, kind of had the luxury of not worrying too much about regular season games when you have a bunch of playoff series wins in the bank already. There's not, you know, Toronto's a bit of a pressure cooker having not performed in the postseason. So they'll take whatever wins they can get. Uh, But for me, very unfortunate game, hard to watch. And uh, there could be some residual effects if there are supplemental uh, disciplinary decisions coming down the pipe. We'll talk about that here in a moment. But first, a quick word about Built Bar. If you haven't tried their puffs, you are really missing out. Built Bar, we've talked about their products a lot here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. It is the best protein bar on the market because they are both healthy and delicious. I don't know how they do it, but uh, they make it taste delicious, then figure out how to make it healthy, and they pull it off every time. They've got mint brownie, coconut coconut almond. New this month, they have white chocolate cookies and cream. These all sound too good to be healthy protein bars, but if you look at their macros chart, you'll be blown away. But 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which actually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. You can go to build.com right now, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. Free and available on all podcast platforms. Do check out the Locked On Now podcast, which is a daily recap of all the previous night's action from our local experts. Now, there was a bit of ugliness in uh, this game last night. Um, Some penalties that were called that weren't called early on really set the tone for the rest of the night. Uh, There was a matching unsportsmanlike conduct penalties against Michael Bunting and Craig Smith. Uh, David Pasternak was called for boarding against Morgan Riley. And then um, in the second period, there was a roughing call on Taylor Hall against Ilya Labushkin. Now, this came after um, Labushkin had sent Taylor Hall into the boards from behind, similar to the call on Pasternak and Riley earlier in the game. There was no penalty called on Labushkin. Hall got up and punched uh, Labushkin side of the face from behind. Labushkin fell to the ice, was unable to return. That's problematic. That That's not a good look for Taylor Hall. I am seeing comparisons on Twitter to... Uh, shades of Todd Bertuzzi punching the back of Steve Moore's head. That was wildly hyperbolic comparison. The uh, First of all, the Moore-Bertuzzi incident had been brewing for several weeks after Moore had elbowed Marcus Naslin. Bertuzzi, like, 
literally skated behind Moore for an extended period of time, trying to goad him into a fight. He then knocked him out cold from behind, grabbing his jersey, punching him in the face, ramming his head into the ice. Um, he was knocked unconscious, like serious grade concussion, broken neck, and then a full-out brawl emerged basically on top of Moore, on top of everything else. Not a good look from Hall, certainly. Could it warrant supplementary discipline? Uh, yeah, it's it's certainly possible. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if there's a one, two-game suspension. You can't, you know, cold cock guys from behind. It wasn't the heaviest of punches, although it was injurious. Can't do that. But to call it more Bertuzzi, that's really quite a stretch. Uh, the Bruins were further um, set back by a misconduct penalty called against Brad Marchand. A uh, 10-minute misconduct. Uh, that took him out of the game for the first half of the third period. So that certainly didn't help. Uh, but overall... Um, it's quite possible that Taylor Hall will not be in the lineup for Thursday's game against the Devils, but it's not quite as egregious as some people are making it out to be, I don't think. Um, again, just kind of fueling the rivalry, um, and if these two teams were to face each other in the playoffs, yeah, it could go either way, I think. The Bruins obviously struggle to keep up with Toronto's speed, their skill, uh, some defensive gaffes didn't really make things any easier on them. Very poor puck management, inability to make some passes, some very glaring turnovers or ill-advised, you know, shots from the point that were blocked, taken the other way. And as a result, uh, there will be some personnel tweaks for tomorrow night's game against the Devils. Cassidy said there has to be changes. There's some guys tonight, their play wasn't good enough. With other people around, that's what makes your team better. Eternal, internal competition. Uh, they were going to make some changes anyways, but um, last night's game certainly accelerated the process. So we could very well see Mike Riley in the lineup, Josh Brown making his... Uh, Boston Bruins debut, Mark McLaughlin's waiting in the wings, Jack Stanika as well. Um, could there be some changes up front? Uh, I'm not sure where they would make those because the, the lines are rolling pretty well at the moment. It was more some defensive issues last night, and uh, I think those guys will probably come in for Forbort and Clifton. Riley for Clifton at the very least, I would think. Um, what else is going on out there? I did want to mention Curtis Lazar. He led his post-game remarks by offering condolences to the Ottawa Senators on the passing of Eugene Melnick at age 62. He spent his first six seasons with Ottawa. Uh, he said he had the pleasure of crossing paths with Eugene during his time in Ottawa. He will be greatly missed. Did a lot for hockey in Ottawa. It's a sad day. Uh, he said he'll never forget. When he was with the Senators, got released to go play for the World Juniors. Uh, he was given all the support in the world. Um, 
you know, Eugene Melnick had a complicated legacy in Ottawa. And you should check out Ian Mendez's article on The Athletic to get uh, some more insight into that. Overall, my take from last night, terrible effort from the Boston Bruins. They really did shoot themselves uh, in the foot in this one. Overall, wasn't too lopsided Toronto's direction, uh, you know, shot attempts 52-51 for the Leafs, shots were 32-30, scoring chances 22-20, uh, high danger chances 12-9 in favor of the Leafs, that probably as a result of those turnovers, and uh, again, I really liked what Charlie McAvoy said after the game, just reiterating that um, the focus in the third period was trying to get back to some of those better habits in a game situation, building towards the next game. And um, this morning in practice, I'm sure Bruce Cassidy will have a lot to say about that effort, about the defensive work, and uh, hopefully they are back out there playing more of their A game tomorrow night against the Devils. Tuka Rask will be honored. We all know what happened after the Willie O'Ree jersey retirement. Another ceremony coming up, but um, hopefully the Bruins are able to shake things off uh, last night. We'll talk more about where they stand in relation to the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Toronto Maple Leafs as well as some other news and notes from around the NHL. But thank you again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcasts. Hosts Steele Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Austin Matthews scored his 49th goal of the game. Oh, sorry, of the season in last night's game. Um, David Pasternak also scoring in this one. He is now up to uh, 38 goals for the season. Extended his point streak to three games. He's got five goals, two assists. So it's great to see him not be hindered by what seems to be a lingering injury issue suffered uh, back in the game against Winnipeg. He's clearly feeling it at the moment. As a result of the loss, the Bruins remain in the first wildcard spot in the Eastern Conference. They're three points up on the Washington Capitals with two games in hand. Uh, They're now two points back of the Toronto Maple Leafs, three points back of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, All three teams have played 66 games, as have the Florida Panthers, who sit in uh, first, six points ahead of the uh, Lightning. Now, I mean, at the end of the day, the Bruins are where we expected them to be. Um, You know, around the same level as the Lightning and the Maple Leafs, challenging for second, third in the Atlantic. Uh, However you slice it, their first-round opponent is going to be uh, a difficult a difficult matchup, whether it's the Carolina Hurricanes or the Florida Panthers, who sit second, third 
in the NHL, respectively. Lightning, fourth in terms of point percentage. The Maple Leafs are sixth in terms of point percentage. The Bruins in 10th. So top 10 teams, six of them coming from the... Uh, or four of them coming from the Atlantic Division, and three, four of them in the Metro. You got Carolina, the Rangers, the Penguins. Uh, sorry, three of them in the top ten. So, you know, the top eight in the Eastern Conference, so difficult. And um, whatever happens, it's going to be a tough matchup for the Boston Bruins in the first round. Having said that, last night... Doesn't really change my take on this team either way. It's a blip in what has been a very strong run for the Bruins in 2022. Hopefully, it's not um, a recurring thing, more of an outlier. They've been playing um, very well as of late, and uh, hopefully they can rebound tomorrow night against the New Jersey Devils. That's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Pretty disappointing last night. Uh, tomorrow's podcast, we'll preview tomorrow night's game against the Devils, talk about Tuka Rask's legacy in Boston, and uh, bring you all the latest on the black and gold here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.